Hey friends, welcome back to the Give Me Space podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Scoggins. I'm going to open up with a quote that I've talked about here before, um, but one that I feel like I need to hear myself right now, and I think one that just would set the stage for today. From Dallas Willard, uh, he once said, The world is a perfectly good and safe place to be. I've mentioned that before, that Dallas Willard, um, you know, taught a lot along those lines and how challenging personally that has been for me. And that's certainly true in the times we're living in today. And today I want to talk about, you know, using Dallas as my inspiration again, because I've been going through Psalm 23 with him. There's a book called Life Without Lack that um, his daughter and another friend of Dallas's have kind of put together through some of Dallas's teachings while he was still alive. And I can't recommend it enough for right now. Um, but I just want us today to kind of meditate on Psalm 23 and hear what it has to say to us today. But I'm going to start, you know, with a story, a bit of a story. I'm, uh, I do apologize. I did miss, um, I'm, I'm kind of late on this episode, <laughs> or I missed, I missed one. Um, and that's a first since I've started it. Um, but uh, like a week or so ago, I was running with my dogs on a trail. You know, one of the, the bright spots in this dreary pandemic lifestyle. And I had parked my car at a local park. And someone decided to break the window and look for something to steal. And they found my wallet and they took that. Now, you know, great, nobody's hurt. And, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that big a deal. There wasn't any cash even in there. So everything that was taken can be probably given back to me from the banks and the card companies. But, you know, it was a lot of my time and it's still going on. Um, At first, I was honestly, you know, a few days after it happened, I was kind of like, you know what, Amanda, you've handled this pretty well. It was pretty emotionally neutral about it, even though I was spending all this time on the phone that day with card companies and banks and, you know, getting a new license and then having to deal with cleaning out all the broken glass in the car and replacing the window, which, um, that I just, we just had to pay out of pocket for because we don't have the kind of insurance coverage that, uh, pays for something that's that low cost. So, um, anyway, <laughs> so, but mostly it was like, you know what? I'm thankful. It was really just a big, huge inconvenience and a lot of time. And then today I get a call and I think what happened is that actually, uh, a checkbook or at least a check of mine was in that wallet and somebody used it. <laughs> now, fortunately the bank caught it, but what that means is I had to totally close the account. And it's definitely an account that now who knows how many things will not be working until I go in and put a new bank account number in there. But the entire account has to be closed. I have to wait a couple days for them to reimburse me for the theft. Um, and then, you know, deal with that and opening a new account. And it's just a lot. And it feels like it's very hard to feel like this person is not my enemy and to not be really angry at them. And I hear Psalm 23 challenging me 
uh, in this moment, you know, you'll prepare a table before my enemies. <laughs> my head you've anointed, my cup overflows. I don't feel like that right now. I feel pretty angry right now. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, I tried to have a good attitude about this, but this stuff keeps coming up and I don't want to deal with this right now. <laughs> Um, so here we are. So I thought, you know, maybe you have your own stuff you're dealing with. I think all of us have a lot that we're going through that it's wonderful to be reminded of the messages of Psalm 23. And so much so, you know, I, um, full confession here. There have been a few moments during this pandemic when I have thought, man, did I somehow bring this about, you know, kind of half jokingly, because I was, I studied the Middle Ages a lot in grad school. That was kind of my thing when it, uh, the church in the Middle Ages specifically. And one thing that they had back then, and, and a long time ago for, for a long time, uh, something called a memento mori. So you may see all these like gnarly uh, skulls and things on old uh, tombstones, uh, things for art from the Middle Ages. You you might see those kinds of images. And, you know, memento mori is just simply Latin for, you know, remember, you too will die. Uh, so it really goes back to the ancient world, even before Christianity. But I have felt for a long time that our culture is really at a lack um, with the fact that we kind of hide from our mortality. We put our sick and our elderly away in nursing homes and hospitals. Uh, we seem to be, we're able to hide from it, much more so than people, you know, 200 years ago even, were able to hide from it. You know, wonderful, you know, wonderful modern science has made it so obviously infant mortality rates are way, way down. And all, those are wonderful things and praise God for that. And there's something lost when we don't have to really live and be faced with our mortality on a much more regular basis. And it's always been a bit alarming to me how, you know, those of us in the church don't really seem any better or more comfortable talking about death than those outside of the church. And I hope that in the midst of all this tragedy, maybe we can get a little better about that because, you know, for the Christian, death is not the end and it's not something that we shouldn't be able to talk about. And if we're living a life of faith, you know, sometimes I hear these type of faith teachers and uh, the health and wealth types, and it's almost like, you know, they just wanted to deny death and suffering. But the true Christian way is not a denial of these things, but a peace in the face of these things. Because we know that whatever happens ultimately is for our good, and whatever happens ultimately will end in being righted by our King, Jesus. So Psalm 23 captures so much of this. And I think it's a great one for right now. Let's just read through it. Um, and I, I, right now I'm, you know, just working on, I've, I've memorized it. I'm meditating on it daily. And I would really recommend that. Um, it's wonderful to have in my heart and in my mind. 
I'm so glad that it, it just, I was working on a life um, without lack for a book group that I was in before all of this started. And it's just been such a wonderful help in this time, you know? And so as I think about everything that's going on from this silly, you know, car being broken into to even the darkest thoughts of like, wow, what if I end up on a ventilator and I can't see my family and that's how I go out, you know? <laughs> Lord, let me be saying Psalm 23 in my heart and in my mind so I know that you are there with me no matter where I am and what I'm going through. So I'm sure most of you are probably plenty familiar with it. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, Dallas says in the book, he says, you know, Jesus is the only person that's fully lived out Psalm 23. And so it should definitely be our goal to do that too. But Dallas's whole thing, and excuse me, I just almost dropped something. So <laughs> you might've heard that sound. Um, this psalm is about the sufficiency of God. This psalm is one we can't understand until we really understand who God is and really live it and believe it. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. What a faith statement. No matter what is going on in my life, if I just got something stolen from me, if I'm sick, if I've lost a loved one because they got sick, it is still upon me to be able to say, as a follower of Jesus, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. That's why Dallas can say that the, the earth is a perfectly good and safe place to be, because he really believed that he lacked nothing because of God's presence in his life, that ultimately the thing that really gives us everything we need is something that we can never lose and can never be taken away. What a wonderful time to remind ourselves when we don't feel it, when we're afraid, when we're anxious, what a wonderful time to remind ourselves of this psalm and what God's presence really means to us. Because sisters, it is life. It is breath. It's pretty much everything. A lot of the stuff around us, you know, it's all going to fade. It's all going to fade. But God, his relationship with us, you know, that lasts forever. And I would just encourage us all to be praying this psalm um, when we're struggling with the daily realities that we're faced with right now.
So once again, I'm just going to read Psalm 23. If you could just, you know, just relax, take a few deep breaths. And let's just use this time to come before God and to just breathe in his presence. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The goodness of God is with you. It's always with you on the darkest night, <laughs> the longest, darkest night, no matter what any of us may face through this time, whatever loss may come our way, I promise he's, he is sufficient. He's sufficient. He's what we need. He's what your family needs. <laughs> and he's always there and we're not going to lose him. We know that. We know that we're not going to lose him. We're not going to lose his love. So let's just reflect on that. Let's just bask in that. And when we feel like we can't even do it anymore, take a deep breath. Repeat Psalm 23. Because wherever we go, whatever we do stuck inside for who knows how long, he's our shepherd. We lack for nothing. How can we see that he's enough in this time? Where do you feel like you are lacking? And how can you shine this light of truth onto that area of your life right now? Well, I'm, I'm praying for you guys. I'm praying for myself. Um, <laughs> I can't wait till, you know, we're out of this strange time. Uh, but I hope that, you know, the episodes that I am producing now um, are comforting and encouraging during this time. And I hope you're getting space and taking care of yourself Please feel free to reach out with any questions or anything like that. And definitely, if you could leave me a review on, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts, it's super helpful. Uh, these days, podcast listenership is down just across the board. I think because a lot of people listen to podcasts when they commute. And obviously, a lot of people are not commuting right now. So um, if you could share this with people that you like um, and leave me some reviews, that would be amazing. God bless you. I'm thinking about you. And until next time, uh, take some breath and get some space. <laughs>